Welcome to The Screeners, episode 18. This week, The Screeners pay tribute to Philip Seymour Hoffman by discussing and sharing our favorite memories of his most memorable performances. Next, we learn that House of Cards really isn't that good because we've been watching it wrong. We then move on to one of Chris's most anticipated films of 2014 in our mini RoboCop review. We also discuss a new marketing effort around Darren Aronofsky's biblical epic, Noah, Will It Work? And everything is awesome in our main event review of The Lego Movie. And finally, in this week's Cutting Room Floor, we talk about the exciting event that was, or wasn't, the Oscars 2014. Let's go. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Josh. And Chad. This is Chris. And Melody. And we're back again to talk all things media. We do a lot of the talking on the show, but we also love to hear from you. So if there's anything you'd like us to mention in the next episode, or if there's anything we did mention that you'd like to hear more about, go ahead and drop us a comment at screenerspodcast.com, send us an email at screenerscast at gmail.com, or head over to Facebook and look for Screeners Podcast, and we'll see you there. All right, guys, this is Jump Cuts. This is our lightning round segment of the podcast where we have a few different topics and each of us has 60 seconds to answer the question. If we go over the 60 seconds, you'll hear this sound. So let's get into Jump Cuts. Okay, our first Jump Cut question is to me and I just wanted to um, make one more mention. I know we mentioned it when it first happened, but Philip Seymour Hoffman has recently passed away and being one of the greatest actors of, of this generation, we wanted to just kind of mention him again and maybe remember some of our favorite performances. So Chad, what do you remember most about Philip Seymour Hoffman? Well, the first time I really remember seeing him was in Boogie Nights and I remember thinking, that is the weirdest dude I've ever seen (laughs) on screen. But I was also captivated by the performance. It's it's impossible for me to get that performance above all else kind of out of my my mind when I think of him. Although I do have some favorites in particular, the master, you know, has one of the greatest scenes in film history, I believe between him and, and he and Joaquin Phoenix when they're together on the boat. I didn't like the movie as much, but his performance was, was wonderful. And so, you know, when we lose actors and things like this, it sucks for sure. But this one really, really hurts because he had decades left of just wonderful performances. I don't ever recall seeing him anything that felt false. So, but those would be my two, my two, my two favorite. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah. I mean, I was looking back at the filmography and realizing all the things he'd been in that I'd kind of even forgot about, like Twister. I didn't even remember him being in Twister. Twister until yeah I looked back and then all of a sudden oh man that's right Red Dragon as well I actually liked him quite a bit in that one he's kind of he plays a really good kind of creepy Mm -hmm. uh, slightly detached from reality kind of uh, character but I think probably for me just because I am the popcorn action guy I really loved him in Mission Impossible 3 I thought he was a great villain in that and uh, I had a good time with his his character there and so that and then of course the Hunger Games you know both of those roles for me probably top come to the top of my list of thoughts about him but definitely like you had mentioned um him and the master he was just he's 
crazy good at being subtle but powerful. So mm-hmm. definitely gonna miss de- definitely gonna miss him. And and uh, really, uh, it, it's it's sad to know that there was so much work that could have been coming down the line that we'll never be able to never be able to see. Yeah, and I'm gonna agree with you on Mission Impossible Three, Chris. He took of uh, which is that's my favorite Mission Impossible of the four. Yeah, oh absolutely. And um, I think he took like a villain that could be very just. Generic. Unremarkable and made, yeah. it, made it interesting. So that was, that's, that takes the talent, no doubt about it. For sure. What about you, Josh? Man, thanks for reminding me about this again. He was, yeah. he was one of my favorite, if not my favorite, modern actor. And pretty much everything I saw him in was, it, if the movie wasn't great, he was fantastic in it. Yeah. He was yep. good in Hunger Games, which I did not like at all. Which you love. But yes, he was great in Love, Liza, which was completely not a memorable movie, but he gave a fantastic performance. There are a lot of his movies. He's been in, what, 40-some movies? A lot, yeah. And there are are a bunch that I've missed over the years, which in a way is good because now I get to go back and Mm. kind of experience it again. I guess some of my favorites quickly would be Magnolia, which is probably the first Mm. one I saw him in. I'm not sure. I was late to the Paul Thomas Anderson train. I still haven't seen Boogie Nights, which is... Uh, you should. It's wonderful. I should. Synecdoche, New York, which if you haven't seen it, see it. The Big mm-hmm. Lebowski, um, which obviously was great besides him, but he was great in it. Moneyball. And I forgot he was in Moneyball. Yeah, he was awesome. Really? I forgot yeah. he was in Red Dragon when you said that. I was like, Yeah, no, the Twister and Red Dragon surprised me just because I do remember the characters. You know what I mean? I just didn't remember yeah. the the actor, you know what I mean? Like he leaves an impression that way. And an underrated uh, Sorkin film, Charlie Wilson's War. Yes, oh, oh, fantastic yes. in that That's movie. Right. He's great. great. Was awesome. I actually quite like that movie. So, I need to revisit it. Yeah, he's so yeah. manic and mad. It's just mm-hmm. great. The real Cursing good. all the time. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're he was right. awesome in that movie. He kind of yeah. made that movie. He's awesome yeah. in everything. Yeah. For Ugh. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. I think that leaves you, Melody. It does. Yeah, I had Magnolia on my list. I think that's the first first one that I remember seeing him in anyways. And um, like you guys have said, he's awesome in everything. Yeah. I had Red Dragon on my list. Um, loved him in that. Capote, I mean, I, I, I never saw that, but that's, isn't that where he well, got like a lot of, won an Oscar. I know, I he never won saw it. Yeah, he won yeah. the Oscar He kind of blew that. up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he got a lot more uh, recognition after that one. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've loved him in everything. I'm super sad, sad that he's gone because he definitely did have a lot of years left. So you will be missed, you Mr. Hoffman, missed. indeed. Number two. All right, so I think I'll take the next one here. I saw this article from the LA Times. Uh, it's actually been a couple weeks now, but the author tied House of Cards, the Netflix series, House of Cards' popularity to the way in which it's commonly watched, which is the way a lot of Netflix shows get watched, which is in a giant binge of people locking themselves in their house for two days with food and a cup for the bathroom and just watching the TV show. And the article just kind of excoriates the whole plot and acting and everything involved in House of Cards and just takes it apart and says that if people weren't just consuming this in one massive lump, that it wouldn't be getting all this buzz and all this popularity because it's terrible. So that led me to think 
I wonder what everyone else would say about this. So, Chris, what do you have to say about <laughs> well, this? Well, first of all, first of all, I, would, yeah, I, mean, the, I, I do the, want to the say the screeners this is... bringing excoriates to the world. Welcome where you yes. can get an education. All right. Why did this happen? <laughs> if you don't know what it means, look it up, children. Okay, give me a minute. You know I have no it. idea. Okay. <laughs> Let me start off by saying this. This was screen the screeners podcast show of the year last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, it does. So when I read this article, you know, I already was kind of like, well, House of Cards is a good show. I, I, you know, I really like it a lot. And his point about the fact that if if the show was not consumed so quickly, it would not be as good. But that point is moot considering the fact that that's the way it is consumed. So if that is the way it is done and people enjoy it and it's good that way why in the world are we going to have to break it up into the old model and and think about it the way television used to be done so for me that's just a silly point it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because that is the way that you consume thing on netflix netflix knows this and that's why they have created a show and give it the whole thing to you in one lump so that you can just go and enjoy the whole thing and um move on with your life. So I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I actually quite enjoyed it a lot. I loved every second of season two. I can't wait to season three. I thought it was shocking and thrilling. So for me, like I, I totally and completely disagree with this. I enjoy House of Cards immensely. All right. Chad, you're up. In your face from Chris. Well, I think, mm-hmm. the, I think the biggest problem I have with the article is that I don't think anyone can tell me why I do or do not like something. I, I either do or I don't. This guy uh, can. <clears throat> he can certainly try. <laughs> uh, and I also, I would say that I've tried to binge watch other shows that people have recommended to me where I saved them up or it was on HBO Go where I had access to them. And if I watched two or three episodes in and I didn't like it, I stopped. Now, I do agree with him in one regard. That is... This version of House of Cards compared to the British one is ridiculous. Actually, this version is ridiculous anyway. I mean, the the things that happen in the show are so preposterous. But that's sure. what I love about it. I mean, right. it's, it embraces that, I think. And I think it it's like watching a daytime soap opera, except with some of the best actors and cinematography and writing in the world. So I like it. I, I really do like it. And it's, it is silly. I don't, I, I have a hard time connecting the points of it's only good because I'm watching it all, uh, all together. So... That's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. All right, the author's 0 for 2. Melody? <laughs> Josh is saving it up. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I haven't watched any of season two, so I really can't comment too much. <laughs> However, <laughs> However uh, I, I enjoyed season one greatly. Obviously, it was our show of the year last year. I mean, I do think Chris is right. Like Binge watching is becoming the new norm for a lot of people. And I think that if you don't like a show, like Chad said, you don't keep watching it. So I think it's kind of a foolish article. I don't really understand it. That's all I got. Josh, why did you why did you send this out via Facebook and share this article? Um, well, if you notice the comment that I posted along with, with it on Facebook, yes. it was the Golden Globes and the Emmys and everyone in popular culture is apparently wrong. Mm-hmm. And... If you look at the the sidebar of this particular Josh. article, it does appeal to me. And and when I read this article, I was like, this is something that House of Cards is something I could potentially be condescending about. And why did the hate train leave the station without me? <laughs> <laughs> but then I took a second look. And if you look over at the sidebar of this little article on the LA Times site, 
The author is the Pulitzer Prize-winning business columnist uh-huh. of the Times, yes. and his most recent book was The New Deal, A Modern History. Yep. And I think he needs to stick to business and politics <laughs> because he has no idea what he's talking about. Well, and you'll notice what 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 place this is in in the, the Los Angeles Times. It's in the business section. This isn't the, the economy the hub with yeah. Michael Hilton. Yeah. So that. Yeah. 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 So he's talking so, about he's talking about business and with a business slant. You know. Is he? Well, yeah. yeah the the way Netflix gets viewed in Netflix's he, business, but he starts out by pretending he's an entertainment critic, which right. he is not. Right. And. That's right. You are not, sir. We are. That's right. We do this professionally. That's right. But he does bring up a couple of interesting points as far as how well Netflix and HBO are doing, like how much money they're making. I I was thinking about bringing that up later, but, you know, anyway, it is a good point he's making. But the entire premise is this assumption that everything on Netflix is being binge watched. And that's true for maybe a good percentage of the people. It's not for me. I watched, I took like. I probably took several months to watch the first season of House of Cards, and we haven't gotten around to starting the second season yet. And let's see, that's probably fortunate for Netflix, talking about binge-watching, because from the standpoint of the traditional hallmarks of quality and viewed entertainment, coherent plotting, believable dialogue, professional acting, this House of Cards is a pretty sorry spectacle. And he's completely out in left field again. Yeah, yeah. As we've said, it's no over doubt. the top. It is a political soap opera. But professional acting... Um, That's ridiculous. <laughs> Kevin Spacey knocks this out of the park, and so does Robin Wright Penn. Yes. And yeah, she does. The and wait, wait for TLC season two, man. Yeah. It just gets better and better and better. It really does. Yeah, and I don't know that we'll talk about this later, and I don't want to spoil anything, and I won't, Josh. So don't don't get don't, nervous. But I'll, it's not it's not <laughs> spoiled. I will say the way that this season originally this house of cards was only going to be two seasons and the way that this season concluded if they oh! never if they never did another episode it it's satisfying i loved it yeah. completely yeah. satisfying it's a it's a wonderful it's a, a wonderful season no doubt no okay. doubt and so it begins anyway. the way it begins is is genuinely <laughs> shocking and, and yeah. wonderful they kill so, someone else it was I all mean, a dream it was all a dream gonna, Josh. exactly <laughs> So anyway, okay. this guy should go back to writing about the Dust Bowl and leave entertainment to other people. Number three. All right, guys. A couple of weeks ago, one of the movies that I was most looking forward to this year came out finally, and that was the remake of RoboCop. So I cannot wait <laughs> to see what you guys thought of this amazing film. Josh, I'm sure you saw it and loved it. What did you think? Um, I uh, you didn't see it. All right, Mel. I, 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 I saw I saw the lead actor guy on a late show once. Did you? Um, and his accent entertained me. That is all. Oh, oh dear! Wonderful. That's Nothing has changed in 2014. Oh, well. No, no, no. I right. made a resolution to be myself this year. I am true to myself. <laughs> you know that's actually what the movie is all about, Josh. Oh, so you, gosh. without even seeing it, you took away something. He's really a cyborg, like well. deep down inside. That's a spoiler. Okay, um, it's RoboCop. <laughs> Melody, what did you think? What did you think of RoboCop? Um, I thought it was okay. It, I mean, it was decently entertaining, but nothing to remember as a, a gem of cinematography or filmmaking of any sort. I mean, like I I went to write down my notes about it, and it's only been a couple of weeks since I saw it, but. When I started, like I, I literally cannot remember the movie at all. So yes. basically, it was forgettable to me. It was, it wasn't especially terrible because I would remember that. Um, but it was not great. Uh, I, 
I am determined that it will not make my top 10 of 2014. I had some embarrassing ones on there for 2013, but this one will, will not make it on for sure. But I must say the, I don't know if this is a spoiler. There's a couple like very uh, disturbing scenes, like not violent, but disturbing. Um, like I almost had to look away, but uh, the performances were decent. Like Gary Oldman was great. He's always great. Michael Keaton was pretty good, but um, I just I just was not really drawn into the plot or like the moral, you know, ambiguity of the questions it pose, crisis of consciousness or whatever. Like it, I didn't care. I didn't really care. It was fine. It was entertaining, but I don't remember it, so it wasn't that great in my opinion. There you go. High praise. Yes. High. <laughs> yes. High praise. All right, Hi. Chad. What did you think? I'm sure it's just as as bright and stellar as what Melody well, had to say. Well, here's the thing. If we were doing, uh, if this were the end of 2014 and we were putting together our list for biggest surprises of the uh-huh. year, this, this bad be- boy would be right at the top. Yes! I freaking love this movie. Oh my <laughs> okay. gosh. Now listen, what? here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I really, really am have a connection to the original because... Well, that makes a difference. Because, you know, I was too young to watch that movie and I watched it anyway and it just had all this crazy manic stuff that was, uh, to me, I didn't really understand everything that was going on, but I loved it. So as a result, I really wasn't looking forward to this at all. And what I really liked about this movie is that the director, he's known for a very well-regarded action movie called Elite Squad, which I which I am a fan of. And I think it is obvious that he's trying to get at some deeper questions, and they're different questions than the original. This mm-hmm. is more about humanity and what is it like to be human and what, Relationships. Uh, what determines a relationship and what... It, 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 he has a lot on his mind, and the action yeah. I thought was good. I do like the way that this was more of a character piece and a, and almost like a family drama. And, you know, I sat there trying to not like it, and I just, I loved it. I really did love it. It's 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 really good. I mean, it's not, it's certainly not, Seriously. there's nothing original. There's not anything there that you haven't seen before, but it's a well-told story. The cinematography is good. It has some interesting questions that it raises, and I would recommend this movie to to people it's i really ah, did enjoy it the sweet taste oh, josh wow. where are you when i need you of being not seeing movies i'm not mm. interested in seeing well okay so <laughs> so for me i can't agree with you more oh, no, I Chad. Do. yes i Chris. was i was so surprised internet that, high five that this movie was actually good because genuinely when i was you know talking about it before i i expected it to be pretty pretty bad but yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, wow, they are actually doing something different with it. You know, I was thinking yeah. like there's so many remakes right now in Hollywood that you've got like two types of remakes. You've got the one that is that stays totally true to the original, like, a you know, the remake of Psycho or something completely new and different all on their own. And they make it horrible, like the Total Recall mm-hmm. uh, remake. Exactly. Um, and both of those just are the wrong way to go. This is a RoboCop movie, but it really has very loose ties to the first one where you're not sitting there. And you know what the next thing is because you've seen the first one. I mean, you know, right. the, the original. So they did enough different where the story is basically, you know, the 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 the, the tentpole ideas are the same, but the story is is different. It takes different turns, and it's it feels free to kind of do its own thing and be its own thing. The only thing I wish it would have done differently is it could have been rated R. And I would think I would have enjoyed this film a little bit more. The PG-13, I felt like they had too many compromises in the um, places where they could take the story. Sure. And um, I think it would have been a little bit better of a film. But for me, 
I really, I really enjoyed the idea. Like there was a couple of scenes in this uh, talking about brain chemistry and how they can control him. Mm -hmm. That was just fascinating because in the first one, it was just kind of like it's computer technology and right. it's a robot. And this one, they dive a little bit deeper into the really? science fiction. It's pretty of it. much so, just a bunch of bogus anyway. I don't, no. I disagree with you. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. I totally disagree too. I think that oh, you're wrong. I, it's okay that you're <laughs> wrong, but I will take a movie like this where a director at least is interested in exploring exploring some things that are related to the human condition, or he at least has questions that he wants to ask, as opposed to a movie that you talked about, Chris, A Total Recall, which is just mindless awful. and terrible. It's um, awful. This and is a it's huge money grab. step above. Yeah, this this was actually, I think it was I think it was very well done. And I think, Melody, you um, you maybe had some bad coffee or something. You watch this again, I think you'll like it. I think you'll <laughs> yeah, like I, it. Think, I won't I think, watch it again. <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm excited to watch it again, and I hope they make a I hope they make a sequel of it because I think there's enough here in this world that they could. They yeah, could and it's doing very well overseas. Um, domestically, it made about I think 80 million or something yeah. like that, but overseas it's made about 140. So it's it's doing pretty well. Good, 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 good. I would recommend it as well. Yep, thumbs up. Oh, I know Melody doesn't sound like she would, but I think if you have Are have you? some time and you're looking for a fun popcorn flick, I don't think you'll be disappointed. A pop, a I think it's more flick. than a popcorn. I, flick. I'll give it a popcorn. It's more flick. than a popcorn flick. It is. I, well, okay. All right. I'm just saying. I'm I saying can show you, you a whole bunch of popcorn coffee. flicks if you want to see a popcorn flick. True. This is not one of those. I'm just saying you're not going to be disappointed. I think I think you'll come away surprised and actually take away some 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 fun things. I agree with you. I think it's better than than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, no yeah. doubt. Okay, for our final jump cut today, we're going to talk about the movie Noah. And in particular, Darren Aronofsky's bringing to the screen his vision of the biblical epic story of Noah and the Ark. A few, guys, a few weeks ago, the Paramount Studios released a studio cut in an effort to kind of defray some of the controversy that they felt was brewing within the Christian, excuse me, religious sector. Um, and they screened it all over the country. As a matter of fact, uh, I have a good friend of mine, Rob, who listens to the podcast, and you guys know him as well, that actually saw this out in Phoenix, Arizona, mm -hmm. uh, and wasn't allowed to say anything about, about it or review it or anything like that. But ultimately, uh, it tested very poorly, and so the studio has now reverted to give a director's cut back to Aronofsky. And so as a result, what Paramount has done is they're going to, going forward on all of their marketing, have the following disclaimer. It says, The film is inspired by the story of Noah. While artistic license has been taken, we believe that this film is true to the essence, values, and integrity of a story that is a cornerstone of faith for millions of people worldwide. The biblical story of Noah can be found in the book of Genesis. So my question to you guys is, number one, are you glad that Aronofsky's cut is the one that they went with? And number two, what do you think about a studio that, at least to me, appears to be trying to get ahead of the controversy that they feel may be coming with this film? Uh, let's start with you, Chris. Well, let me just clarify something real quick. You keep saying marketing. Isn't this... Is this something they're throwing up at the beginning of the movie, or is this actually going to be on every piece of marketing material that they put out for the Every film? piece of marketing material between now and it, the release of the film, before trailers, wow. posters, everything. Really? A, yep. a large portion of its future marketing materials. Yep. Holy cow. Hmm. That's a long statement to have. Yep. Uh, like a 30-second like um, TV ad is going to have it in it too, huh? I, I suppose. Yeah. That's, really, that's really crazy. Well, I, I think that's really, I, to be honest with you, I think that's silly. Um, I think Darren Aronofsky is a, a competent enough filmmaker uh, to be able to put together something that is going to be 
fantastic and interesting and different. And when you hire Darren Aronofsky, you kind of know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. So it's a little or silly. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not, but I think that's the point is that you, when you hire him, you don't really know what you're going to be getting. But right. that. That's the point. Um, and so I think it's a little bit silly for them to kind of go back now and be like, whoa, wait a minute. We gave him a, a biblical movie and we thought we were going to get something that was going to be okay for you know everybody to go see and not be offended about. So I think it's a little bit silly for them to go and do this. And I am very glad that they go with the Aronofsky um, cut of it because I would be sitting in the theater the entire time thinking, oh, what did he actually do with this? And what really mm-hmm. made it interesting and, 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 uh, and a different take? So I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. I hope we review it on the podcast and talk about it. So there's okay. my, there are my feelings. Cool. What about you, Josh? I just want to go back and watch The Fountain now because yeah. Darren Aronofsky is strange and brilliant. And I, I don't really know what Paramount's goal is. They made a movie about Noah and either it's going to be a movie that panders to the Christian audience or it's going to be a movie that doesn't. And like you said in, in your original question, you, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to say, well, we took artistic license with this story that we know you don't want us to take artistic license with. And here it is. Um, in case you didn't know where the story that you didn't want us to take artistic <laughs> license with is located, it's in Genesis. Mm. Mm. I, Just in case you yeah, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Why didn't they put the same disclaimer in front of Bruce Almighty, you know, or Evan Almighty, or would, those were both about Noah, right? Right? No, no, that was Evan. 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 Yes. Okay, I'm done. Okay. It, it, it just the whole thing doesn't make sense. I agree, Melly. What about you? Um, I mean, I think we know what we what we would expect from Aronofsky because we're film fans. But I do think it makes sense that it didn't necessarily go over well with with audiences that were maybe not familiar with Aronofsky or, or his style. I'm super glad that they're going with his cut because, uh, like Chris said, I, I want to see like I want to see what he would do with this content. Um, so I'm I'm glad. I think. The disclaimer, it, it's hard to comment on whether it's necessary because I haven't seen the film. You know, I haven't seen, like, I don't know what this license is, but I'm excited to see it. I think I think if it were just in front of the movie, that would make complete sense to me. I think being on the marketing materials is, like, going way overboard. And I think that's the, yeah. the thing where they're trying to have their cake and eat it too or whatever, where it just seems like, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they can market directly to the Christian market out there if it's going to be that far out that they have to put that statement on their marketing materials. I I think they're just going to, like, not make anybody happy. So they're I don't know. Themselves. I hope, like, I hope there's not a, a firestorm that, that detracts from it, but maybe the firestorm will help help market it more. Who knows? But yeah. all I know is that I'm excited to see it. I will be seeing it very soon. Yeah. I think the firestorm is inevitable and I think they know it. Um, and they're trying to, uh, I think they're trying to get ahead of it for sure. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I can tell you that I was actually at a conference back in uh, the fall of last year where that was made up largely of different uh, groups from a Christian organization. There's probably, I want to say 15,000 people there. And they actually brought Darren Aronofsky onto the stage to talk about Noah, show the trailer and tr- and really get everybody um, on board with the film. And now it appears that they're realizing just kind of like what Josh said, this is not 
that story and these people (laughs) aren't reasonable about messing with their book and so Mm. it's going to be if they didn't do this let me put it let's try and look at it from the other side if the studio didn't do something like this i think what happens is people like my grandmother and other people that don't know any difference they just know oh it's noah they go to the movie theater and then they freak out. And so I think they're probably trying to get ahead of that a little bit. Although I also agree with you, Melody, that I think the controversy actually ultimately will probably bring Mm -hmm. more attention to the film, but it's clear Aronofsky has said, and he's gone on record, you know, that they, they did this graphic novel. They're taking this more as a artistic license is, is putting it gently. Uh, they're really going to just tell the story they want to tell. Um, and so I, I will say this, you know, in conclusion, I love Darren Aronofsky. I think he's a brilliant mm-hmm. filmmaker. Brilliant. And The Wrestler is one of my probably top 10 movies of all time. So I'm going to see it day one, and um, it will be interesting. Maybe we can revisit that and see see what we think. For sure. We should. Absolutely. Welcome to the main event. All right, guys, let's chat about the Lego movie. Okay, and we're rolling and action. Just go ahead when you're ready. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I've just been batmailing on my bat phone. Yeah, can you just do the line, please? I'm Batman. No, the other line? Oh, right. I'm supposed to say some baloney about how you shouldn't click that skip button. Yeah, the sooner you do that, the sooner we can show people the trailer for the Lego movie. Ah, fine, 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 fine. Crank up those subwoofers, dude, and check this out. Good morning, apartment. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks, hit them. One, two, three. I am so pumped up. Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song. Dang it. To the invisible jet. Dang it. Everything is awesome. Dun, 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 dun. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part. Come on. <laughs> I just we had to let it go, Josh. We had to had to hear it. <laughs> All right, guys. We saw the Lego Movie. This is getting a lot of buzz and making quite a lot of money at the box office. And so the screeners have seen it, and we want to chat a little bit about it. So let's talk about our overall general impressions. And then if we feel like we need to get into spoilers, which I feel like we actually yeah. may need to do, yep. let's talk about it. Chad, what do you think of the Lego movie? I can't say that I had no expectations for this movie because the directors are the guys that did cl- the first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and 21 Jump Street. And I love what? both. Mm, yeah, I, I did not know that. Yeah, they're, wow. a tan- they're a tandem. And I loved both of those movies. And so I had some expectation, but this far exceeded it. I <laughs> this You could literally, in my opinion, watch this movie 10 times in a row and, <laughs> and pick up new things every time. Little throwaway one-liner pop cultural references that are hysterically funny. It's, I think the writing is sharp. It is witty. And all along the way, I was just enjoying the experience. I think the animation is funny. And for if you ever played with Legos, it's totally mm-hmm. on point. I just really enjoyed everything about it. And it was also surprisingly sweet and touching. 
in a way that I did not expect as well. So, you know, my brief opinion of this movie is that this is a movie that I'll purchase on Blu-ray and I'll show my child when he's old enough to start watching movies. And I just love it. I, I, I can't say enough good about it. I left singing the theme song as I'm sure, you know, <laughs> everyone, everybody did. Everybody did. <laughs> and it's okay. It's like, I know yeah. this is ridiculous and I love it. So, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's, it was a wonderful, unexpe- almost unexpected, but joyful experience. I wish I had this kind of experience more often uh, in a film. It was great. Yeah. Melody. Uh, my sentiments are similar for sure. I also didn't have huge expectations, but the, the trailer was pretty funny. So I was expecting to like have a good time, but I loved it. I really loved it. It was clever. It was entertaining and it had a sweet message, like a depth that I, I definitely wasn't expecting any, any depth with it. Um, at first I, I, I was afraid like the Lego jokes would get annoying after a while. Like if the whole movie was just going to be about the physical humor, Um, Or like, you know, the hair tossing that was just like twisting back and forth or the silly jumping jacks, you know, that are funny. Um, But I think there was just enough of that to keep me like amused, but not not but not to be annoying. Um, I I really think the physical humor in this film is is amazing. Like they they really did an awesome job with that. Um, And I just think the screenplay was spectacular, honestly, like it was so clever. It was so fun. Like you said, Chad. When I watch it again, because I'm sure I will watch this again, there will be more funny stuff that I didn't even didn't even notice. And I thought I thought Will Ferrell was amazing. Chris Pratt was, you know, he continues to impress. Elizabeth Banks was great. Yeah, I, will I have. Arnett. I also, will Arnett. Will yes, Arnett. Will Arnett was Batman. Yes. Great attitude. Yes. The yes. best. Orphan. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it was great. It's great. Yeah. Yes, it was awesome. And um, and Chris has been singing uh, Everything is Awesome to oh, himself yeah. in his office today. So, As he um, should. you know, that that might be one of the best things about the film. Yeah. So it was great. I loved it. Nothing bad to say. Yeah. We were singing it at my office and we don't work at home. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think everybody is. I'll it's take your frozen, much. let it go and, and up you to everything is awesome. There you go. Right. Yeah, I said it. I said I it. Shut your face. Mm, okay. Everything is. I'm not sure that's going to be winning an Oscar. We'll talk about win. it later. It's going to win. <laughs> but Gazim sings it. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to get to that later. We'll get to that later. Josh, what did you think of the Lego movie? You hated it, didn't you? I. It was just, oh, just a pile of. So actually, in contrast to what Chad and Melody said, I didn't see it as soon as it came out. It took me a couple weeks, I guess. Um, so I'd heard it was good. I'd heard nothing but good things about it. So I actually kind of had reasonably high expectations going into it because I already knew I liked Legos. I like the Lego video games. They're they're just good fun. They are. And add some voice to that and the animators sticking to the points of articulation of an actual Lego figurine was right? was great in a nerdy little way. Uh-huh. And so I was actually expecting pretty good things going into it. And they really didn't let me down. Like everything from, like I said, the animation, the jokes, the voice work. It's, it was just fun all the way around. And Josh I'm, knows how to have fun. Yes. Yay. How could you not have fun in this awesome. movie? My heart grew two sizes. And it is now a size negative one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm all for some R-rated humor, but for some reason it's refreshing to see a movie that managed to be as funny as this was and it was genuinely funny without yeah. resorting to anything that brought it above a PG rating it mm-hmm. it was really interesting it, nothing you know, it was, vulgar yeah it was almost team america level funny without the swearing oh, racism nudity and everything that made team <laughs> exactly. america team america Very good thumbs record. up yay yeah. 
Yay, Lego movie. I don't know how much more praise I want to heap the on top of this movie thing. movie of the year, 2014. <laughs> the much, Lego so movie. <laughs> the only movie that Josh it's enjoyed. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I don't want to keep heaping stuff onto this. So I'll just say they were very clever being able to stay true to the brand. Like what the movie is literally about from beginning to end is is it's spectacular. I mean, obviously, they got into a room someplace and said, what if we did this? What if we did that? And all of a sudden, you know, it came together like Legos oftentimes do. Um, no. the, you know, right? Um, the, the, the way the world is built together and how they explain everything is just really cool. And I love the animation in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. what is it full CGI? Do we know this? Or did they do a little bit of stop I, motion or it's what? Full CGI. Is it? Okay. Because I mean, they they do. A, there's a, there's many different well, you film know, there's that part. Yeah, there's different yeah. film. Um, I, I don't want to get into it. So anyway, but I'm just it, it was very clever. It kept my attention. It was funny. I was laughing out loud. Um, yep. And it was uh, it was good. It was a really genuinely good movie. It was. So it's let's also, jump. In. Hold on. It's also too. Uh, as of today, it's made uh, on a budget of sixty million. It has made three hundred and thirty-three million worldwide. Wow. Lego uh, Movie Two. And a sequel has been greenlit, but it won't be here for until two thousand seventeen. Three, three years wow. away. Yep. All right. Well, so here's here for me. Um, about midway through the movie, I was wondering where are we going with this a little bit. It kind of began to meander quite a bit into the whole ad lib kind of stuff. You know, humor. Kitties and rainbows. It, yeah, kitties and rainbows. Like, whoa, what's happening right now? You leave Cuckoo Land out of this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was really I was really beginning to get a little bit of a uh oh, this is not going to be good. But then something happened, and I think we need to talk about it in spoilers. So let's. Put the spoilers up and chat a little bit about how this movie ends. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. So, okay. what did you think, guys? Were you expecting us to travel to the real world? Was that something you were expecting? No, but let me say this. I saw a stupid trailer that said, at the end of the trailer, I don't know if you guys saw this too, it came up and said, oh, and by the way, don't tell anybody about the ending. Did you guys oh, see that one? It was an official trailer, and it had, it, they huh. did, a, they did oh. a, a poll quote at the end. You know, It was like all these quotes, this is great, this is amazing. And then the last one was, and don't tell anybody about the ending. And I was wow. so mad. I, because I just by saying that, yeah, just yeah. saying that, I'm like, okay, something's going to happen. So yeah. I was already kind of bracing myself. You know that something would happen. I certainly didn't think that was it, but um, yeah. So yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. quite as shocking to me as it was to some. I, I don't know. I I well, gotta say, well, you were gonna say something. Chris. No, no. I, I want to go ahead. I want to hear what I, you say first. I I gotta admit that it came off as a little hokey because any animation that drops into live action just kind of automatically loses points unless it's as a complete joke. 
like there's an early episode of Family Guy that did that as a joke, as a reference to uh, I think it was Dallas, where the whole episode was a dream. That was funny. Another but, reference yeah. to yeah. Shot Jr. Well, yeah. But, First of all, yeah. you this... you shut your face. Mary Poppins is one of the best movies of all time, sir. Exactly. Mary exactly. Poppins was live action dropping and... to animation. Oh wasn't it? please, oh, potato, potato, dude. Mr. But Poppins, seriously, that's and no I've never seen Mary for the movie Poppins, to exist. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you are gonna in, yeah the wrath of. Did these you just two say you've never seen Mary Poppins, what but you've is... seen Saving Mr. Banks? <laughs> What is wrong with I you? I have, and I didn't understand a second of anything <laughs> oh that was gosh. going on. What, is, what are they talking about? Penguins? <laughs> what is that strange word they're singing? That's ridiculous. I'm with her. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, That's not a word. Listen to the nice British lady. Josh, go oh, see Mary Poppins. It's gosh. one of the best movies of all time. I love it. Go see it. This might be the last oh straw. Gosh. Okay, anyway, sorry. What? I'm off the no. podcast? No, no we so. need you. We need you. But I think you're about that because I think that when it when it goes to the real world like it gives context for the whole movie to exist like that's the whole like reason for the plot to be happening right so it's awesome for me I, I really thought it actually brought it together and the, 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 the thing that works for me is if it would have been straight up like CGI or straight up hand drawn then I could see it but I felt like the style of animation that they were doing could almost be like you're seeing the little figurines moving around and they do stay true to like you said the articulation and movement and all that stuff so for me it just it worked it, it almost feels like they're not dropping in and out of animation you're just getting small and into the heads of what's happening um in this imaginary world that the boy is creating like for me it worked really really well and it pulled the movie together where i was like oh they're going a lot bigger with this, and this is going to inspire kids who are watching this movie to go home, do the same thing, and just have this like whole world. I just I thought it was really to, cool to go ruin their dad's model Lego playset. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, he's trying I mean, to build in a giant room in yeah, the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I that, like that. a that dad's a serial killer. B, <laughs> no <doubt>. Lego <laughs> Movie Three. No, Here's the thing: it's an adult thing. I actually agree with Josh. I I agree with Josh in one sense that I. I don't think it was hokey that they went to live action. I do think it was a little, it was borderline cheesy, though, the way that they tied everything up and the way that the interaction between the father and the son. It was just on the line for me where I thought, okay, this is a little too on the nose, a little too perfect. Um, but, yeah, but, but it's still but kind of a kid's It's still movie. sweet. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's still sweet. It's still sweet. And I still like it. And it still worked. It still worked. It's just, um, you know. It was just a fine line there. But yeah, overall, it was, I like. I'm really hoping that they do a spinoff with Batman because that Batman character is brilliant. <laughs> Dang it. I agree. I agree. Man, great attitude. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, do we want to say anything else about the ending of this film or do we want to heap any more praise on it? I, I mean. Go see it. Yeah. Just go see it. There's so much goodness. So much funny parts. When the dude, when the bad cop was kicking around the. Whatever he was the kicking chair. for the so chair. long, that like was great. I was literally laughing. Yeah, you were you that were in stitches. It was hilarious. I really needed a good laugh, and that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. It was the bad good cop bad cop was great. That's Liam Neeson too. Yeah. Man, they, yeah, they Liam had Neeson. a good. They they packed. That it. was Liam Neeson. Yes. Oh, I didn't yes. even know that. Really, was, <laughs> you didn't recognize it. Yeah, it had I don't know Channing why. Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, yeah. Morgan Freeman was great. Oh my gosh, they even had. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I was just saying they even had the the C three PO 
was C-3PO, Dan- uh, Anthony oh, Daniels. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that's that. That's very cool. Wow, this is really cool. Yeah, and I loved, I just loved the, what could have been a kind of a crass promotional kind of tie-in with all oh, of the yeah. different licensing right? agreements they have actually was wonderful. The way that oh it was God. handled was so, it was perfect. It wasn't Dude. too much. It wasn't a cash grab. It was actually integral to the story and the characters mm-hmm. were clever. Yep. The Superman, the Batman, all of it. It was just, it was Green great. Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. Green Lantern was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to sit together? That one, that was Jonah Hill, right? Yeah. Oh, that was. Jonah Hill and Billy okay. D. Williams was actually Lando Calrissian. <laughs> yeah. Shaq was really Shaq. Yep. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. I also like Dumbledore. He Dumbledore. Dumbledore. It's pronounced Dumbledore. Yeah, but that's not how he talks. No, you're right. <laughs> that's Chris's voice for every character in presentation. Yes. That I am. <laughs> oh, dang it. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Anyways, you guys should see it if you haven't. Indeed. Go see it now. The Cutting Room Floor. So guys, the Oscars are just completed. We're not going to take a lot of time here, but I did think it would be fun to maybe talk about some of our personal highlights, maybe some surprises, and get our overall impressions about the telecast. So before I jump into anything specific, just very quick, like 15, 20 seconds or less, um, what were your overall impressions of this year's ceremony, uh, Chris? So Ellen was interesting, an interesting choice. And I think the last joke that she made... um, and her opening remarks actually summed it up pretty nicely. She said, uh, possibility number one, 12 years a slave wins best picture. Possibility number two, you're all racists. <laughs> and now welcome our first white presenter, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. It was an interesting evening, and I don't know, it, I, can't, I still can't decide whether or not it was a good overall experience. It felt awkward and strange and kind of dra- dragged on way too long. But anyway, o- overall, I guess I had a good time, but it still was a little, it was a little too silly, I think. Okay, what about you, Mel? Yeah, I thought it was fun. I don't think there was anything fantastic about it. Um, I don't think there was any surprises. Uh, Ellen was fine. You know, a a couple things were pretty funny. The Twitter thing was kind of genius. You know, it was another Oscars. Eh, It was okay. It was fine. Well, if they're that glowing, Josh, I can't wait Uh, to hear what you think. What was your overall impression? Well, well, right off the bat, I'm going to disagree just a little bit with what Chris said. Because I think... Chris's words were, it was an interesting night, and <laughs> it, <laughs> there was very little interesting about the Oscars. It, I mean, for some reason, I was just completely checked out most of the night. It, mm-hmm. it ran long yeah. at the very first acceptance speech, yep. and it was just bland kind of the whole way through. Yeah, the ratio, the, the one, the ratio of your snarky live tweets was way down this year, Josh. Yeah. It, it really was. was. Just, even anything I was snark about. so disappointed. I was literally refreshing my Facebook feed to see, <laughs> where and there was Josh? nothing coming through. It was really sad. Oh, were you watching Twitter or just Facebook? Maybe he likes Both. this. No. Anyway, yeah. Continue, Josh. Sorry, go ahead. It was because I couldn't bring myself to care enough to make fun of them. It, mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I don't know. The one interesting bit was when she ordered pizza for everyone, and I really hope that was real. It was. Part it of was. me really wants to believe that she called an actual pizza place. They did. And had an That's, actual delivery guy come they out. Did. They, they did. It was a, they, they, they had ordered pizza for the writer's staff, and that's who the guy thought he was coming to deliver to, and he walked into the room, and Ellen grabbed him and said, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> literally, that that's was, that was they, the way it happened. They okay. actually so sent, that's good. They sent a car to pick him up, and he got a $1,000 tip. So yep. nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Nice. Lucky dude. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. That was well, cool. well, here's the thing. Um, I'm going to disagree a little bit about 
Ellen, I did not think Ellen was good. I thought she was off her game. Uh, I think she had a couple, two or three funny jokes. I thought the joke about Liza Minnelli was hardcore. I thought it was going to be that biting the entire night, but that was the only one. And it wasn't. And there's been kind of a backlash against that. But overall, though, her timing felt a little off and it just wasn't, she wasn't as sharp to me as I thought she would be. I did like the selfie and I I love the pizza bit. The pizza bit for me was the only thing. And we had several people at our home watching it that night. And all of us were kind of captivated with that whole pizza thing. We're like, now this is great. This is really good. It feels organic. I wish more of that would have happened. But overall, I didn't like her very much. But specifically, let's talk a little bit about some of the performances. Were there any performances musically Mm. or any of the the, um, kind of roll-ins and video uh, vignettes that stood out to anybody? well, you know, the, the one with the heroes, of course, were the movies that everybody actually saw that year. Right. Um, so I enjoyed that one uh, quite a bit. The uh, the actual the hero action, montage that was yeah good. the action action movies, and I really really liked um, several of the graphic um, intros uh, for the best picture yes, nominations. I agree. Yeah. Those were best, really yeah, cool. Yeah, the best picture intro was the best one. Yeah. Man, those really were good. good. I, I was really impressed. Good. I agree. I thought those were cool throughout the night. Um, yeah. I like those. Now, I will say this talking about aesthetics, and this is a super, I mean, just to even say this out loud sounds so ridiculous, but <laughs> the stage design this year I thought was terrible. I hated yeah. the, I mean, yeah, it, had, it was, it it was had, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it, had, it was those freaking flowers up there the whole time. I mean, yeah. last year's stage was was stunning it was uh, it was Last absolutely was awesome. stunning and so this year i felt like that was kind of you know not not very good did you what did you think about the in memoriam segment where it ran the whole thing and then bet midler came out and sang at the end i do not understand why, why they took so long with that I, why did she they could do have that? just sang during it or something no, she shouldn't have sang at all. Yeah, well, that would have been the it was best so of all worlds. <laughs> well, it was kind of cool, you know, because she is iconic, um, and that song is so are synthesizers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I took a break I, to get some food while she sang. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I, I do I do agree that it would have I think it would have been better and more appropriate to have her singing underneath it. I, I still yeah, don't understand why I'm they saying. why they didn't do that. It just felt like way too long. It was like really was. we're doing this again. It, like, was, it was too long. If they were going to have her do it, she should have sung underneath it. But yeah. I personally prefer the orchestra <laughs> so well yeah no, i do too I, I i agree with you but i'm just saying if you're gonna do it why in the world would you do two songs and just have her perform i guess what they were saying is that that i'm trying to remember what that the deal was there. there there was some significance to it i think but i think it was lost on most people and it just seemed too long sure sure yeah. uh what did you guys think about the selfie which set the uh twitter world record for most retweets we were at a, a oscar party we had a ton of people over and like everyone completely jumped on board and was retweeting it or whatever i did not participate but i thought it was pretty funny that everyone got so excited about uh-huh. being part of the phenomenon yeah. so it's got like what 2.6 million now or something like it's that. a lot it's a lot yeah one, one thing that i find interesting about that particular thing is that we had some people at our house that were saying oh look it's new media it's new media and they work <laughs> in marketing and i was like except that they're everybody's doing it while they're watching television mm-hmm. so it's old media told them to go do something and then they did it so but okay. i thought it was interesting i thought it was an interesting experiment at least and it it worked it broke yeah. Twitter, which was it hasn't happened in a couple of years. Like I remember that you used totally to predicted all the that, time. Chris. That's yeah. what you said. As soon as she started doing that, you're like, she's gonna break Twitter. Yeah, and she did. Well, because yeah, it, used to, it used to happen even... every like week or two. Remember when Twitter was first the getting started? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. And so this is the first time I've seen it happen in a long time. 
See, but. I didn't actually even hear her say retweet it. And then I was on Twitter for most of the night, though I wasn't refreshing it all the time. And I never, I never had a hiccup. So when they were always, <laughs> when they were all saying we broke Twitter, I was like, really? I, well, I you were using, it. you were using like a third party app. I was using, no, I was using the website. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just must not have refreshed in the right window. I mean, I'm sure they jumped right back on it because they had well, to have sh- it up for yeah, the rest it, of the show. It wasn't yeah. very long, it, it, yeah, it, but but it, it it took a while. I tried to actually look up Ellen's um, feed. Uh, about a minute after she had done that and, and said retweet it, and it, her feed was not accessible. Like it just hmm. would not load. Um, they were getting hit pretty hard. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, is there anything else about the general show before we move to some of the awards and some of the specifics of the awards? I think it I maybe just along. felt longer because there wasn't any surprises or whatever. But right. before we go on to the totally awards, predictable. also back to the performances again, we were with a big group oh, who's yeah. like big. Uh, Adina Menzel fans and so obviously everyone was waiting for her to sing and I mean I did you guys think that performance was good because we were all just like sitting there in shock of the no. of the horror of that it and performance but, was terrible thank was you because when bad. I went online to look at articles about it everyone's like the online articles are saying she did a good job it's and because I John think Travolta she was completely like rushing the song yeah. looked so nervous and like she not did. happy and it was awful. She it was did. a train wreck. She started, she, and then, you know, we're getting dorky here, but she had like no breath support when she no. started at all. Uh, and so and it, it seemed as if she were, was visibly nervous as well. I yeah, agree. And, like, and she tanked that last note so bad. She's so bad. So and bad. She's, a, she's a live performer. It's not like she's like a recording Broadway. artist. Like she is a live performer. You would yeah. think like with the name thing being messed up or whatever, like, okay, that might throw you, but. Like, just have a smile on your face. What was what Throw was you that? into hysterical I, laughter is what it should have done. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I, I, if she was going to, like, make an issue of it, I would have thought she would just, like, oh, that's funny. And, like, let's smile and have a good time. I don't know what she was doing. Maybe she was trying to be in character, but it didn't work. Whatever it was, it was terrible. I don't know. That's why the next day I, I, uh, I put on Facebook, you know, the performance that she did with The Roots from Jimmy Fallon. And it was way better. Sure. I still haven't watched thing. that yet. It's great. I need to see it. Yeah. Don't let I mean, don't let her Oscars performance sour you because no, she's amazing. Well, we love her. No, no, we, like, we, she's yeah, awesome, no, we love her. There's no doubt. That was just it was rough. horrible. Yeah, it was. Every, it was. Everybody in our we and we had a few music, music teachers and we, and it was just everybody was like ooh yeah not good. <laughs> We were like, and then you two had to stand there and watch her get her Oscar (laughs) because you two crushed it. They were great. Right. I thought they they did. They were. They were good. And I actually quite enjoyed. What is his name? Farrell. Farrell Williams. Yeah, Yeah, that was fun. He he was a good. That was a good fun. And he got 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 the stars to kind of dance with him or whatever. Like it was just that was kind of a cool little moment too. I enjoyed that performance. Yeah. The best the best tweet of the night that that I heard was about the Frozen song was the key never bothered me anyway. (laughs) 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 Well, so I thought the best tweet of the night was from the newly created Adele Dazim Twitter (laughs) handle. I went to sleep, you know, about one o'clock, and it already had I don't know how many thousands of followers. And it said, I'd like to thank, uh, you know, Ron Revolta for, you know, pronouncing my name right. Revolta. It was great. It was, it was great. So we, when that happened live, we were all like, does she have some weird like pronunciation that we don't know about? We were like, what what did he just, what just, what happened? Was that like in a different language? (laughs) Did you guys hear apparently John Travolta is dyslexic? Yeah, but come Uh, on. I wondered about that. Oh, come on, dude. 
If well, he, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's not smash him too hard hey, because it may have. I, I'm look. He should. He, he's a professional. He could have exactly. gone out there beforehand. He, and said, it, How do you pronounce her name? They didn't surprise him with him announcing at the Oscars. I, he, no, know. I know, exactly. I know, I know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> like five not, words to say. I, well, I the, feel bad to slam him if you know he got out there, got a little nervous, looked up, and you know. But it is freaking John Travolta. Anybody, and yeah, look, anybody that walks out there and their hair looks like that, they get what they get. <laughs> yeah. That is not your hair <laughs> color, not. sir. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, the Scientologists. They're going to be after the us. Thing was, oh, no. The thing was that I, I didn't know who to expect. I didn't know who was performing next. So I didn't even notice that he had said the name wrong. I just heard him say something weird. And he's not. he wasn't the first one at all to be illiterate that night. Oh, that's so true. I was already making fun of all You're the right. celebrities. So he yeah. was just kind of another one of the pack. It, for it me. is remarkable how so many professional people that you know are in front of the camera cannot read a teleprompter. Yeah. It's, it's Harrison, crazy. Harrison Ford, I think he oh, would yeah. have been the one that we were all bad. talking about if it wasn't for John Travolta. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. Harrison Ford got out there. And I, the first thing I said was like, oh, yeah, everybody everybody likes uh, Indiana Jones. And he got out there and was like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Yeah. What, what, are you speaking right now? What, what is happening? Far cry from get off my plane. Yeah, man. I felt sorry for him. He Look, seems like his yeah. people, whoever his, whoever his people are, they've got to tell him to take that earring out. They just got to do it. <laughs> you, you know, it's not. Hey, Morgan Freeman doesn't have to take it out. Well, okay. Morgan Freeman is cool no matter what. But Harrison Ford, you just can't. You just got to take that thing out, buddy. It's not cool anymore. Somebody tell him. Yeah, you're right. All right, well, let's talk really quickly about some of the winners and losers. Uh, the, yeah. The big acting awards, I, the big contested award was between uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Lupita Nyong'o. And it was actually won by the 12 Years a Slave actress who is a formerly educated actress. And so do you guys have any thoughts about that? I know Chris and Melody, or I don't know if any of you have actually seen 12 Years a Slave. Is that right? Right. No, I haven't. That is right. I haven't. Well, it's we a, will. I will. It is a wonderful performance. And of all the things that happen with the awards, the thing that makes me the most happy is that, number one, the two things, Gravity didn't win Best Picture, thank God. Yeah. And then number two, that American Hustle got zero Oscars. Yeah. That makes it, me it did, so happy. Now, let me say this much. Uh, Lupita's acceptance speech, I think, oh, was yeah. the best of the evening. I agree. Like, yeah, I was like, that was amazing. Wow. Oh, absolutely. Really Great sweet. Speech. So classy, so heartfelt, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it, yeah really I agree. Was, it really was excellent. I, I, I enjoyed that moment a lot. I, I thought the whole, like, her... You know, this the way she acted going up, and then the the whole like the whole thing was was pretty spectacular. Yeah, knowing that my fortune is you know based off of the misfortune of another, oh, and yeah. when I look at this Humble, statue, right? cool. may so it remind me you know that no dreams are invalid. It was it was wonderful, very yeah, graceful, for sure. no doubt. So also, sure. so speaking of speeches as well, what did you guys think of the other uh, buzzworthy uh, speech? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know what? I actually I it, it was a little cheesy, but I actually I didn't mind it. I feel like people are so just like, oh, how dare you be so positive and ready to throw some. No, 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 not positive, not positive, self-satisfied and arrogant. Hey, first of all, Josh, Josh, hold on. Let the man celebrate. That's right. Number one, he's won an Oscar. And number two, Josh, you know good and well that your hero is you. (laughs) So come on. Of anybody. I'm not going to tell people that. I (laughs) I don't think, that's not, that's not what he meant at all. Come on now. Chris. Well, it was awesome when he said, my hero was me 10 years from now. <laughs> in 10 years. Yeah, it is. <laughs> always me in t- every moment, every, every day. You're right. It's always me. My hero is me. <laughs> it, was, it was a little. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, dude. And he got up in front of like a billion people and was totally like, you did. know what, guys? My hero 
is He's me. me. <laughs> Boom. And I'm taking my gold statue and I'm going home. But he clarified that a little bit and said oh. it's 10 years from now him improving yeah. and being better it's I'm always, always getting better every day all... <laughs> i'm better than i was yesterday but it's never there <laughs> though come it. on man come on give him a little bit of slack he thought it was profound and it came off arrogant <laughs> he did think it was profound that's yeah. the best part well no, the best commentary i read on that is that compare that with compare that with lupita's speech where she gives credit to the people she's portraying who went through this yeah. horrible thing You're and right. here mcconaughey's gotten this award for this movie based on AIDS, this terrible yeah. epidemic, and he doesn't give one mention to the people portrayed in the movie. Exactly, and at least Jared Leto, Jared Leto had yeah. just done that. Jared Leto um, was actually a really good speech, I thought, too. Well, I thought Matthew McConaughey's, when he was talking about his family, and you're the ones that I want yeah. to make proud, that was sweet, and he got choked yeah. up. And, and, yeah, and his dad like, making gumbo. and yeah, like, with him, around like, in his Come underwear. on. He's up it. in heaven watching me eating gumbo. Yeah, man, it was cool. I, I, I don't know. I just I thought his actual personality came out, but I think you are yeah. right. He could have come off, obviously, a little more humble. But, of course, he... He, he has been around Hollywood for so long, right. and Lupita had not. You know, the, she's she's new to this, and so I think it's just a two. It's like worlds colliding. There, you're well, saying, I don't know. I think what I like about it is that he at least appears to me, and it could be all part of his, you know, PR. I don't know. Everybody is so careful in public, and they're yeah. so polished, and they're so whatever. And he appears mm-hmm. at least to me to be like, this is who I am. My hero is me. Deal with it, you know. <laughs> and that's just who I am. And I dig that. I like that attitude. That he's Thank like, you know, you. this is who I am. And if you don't like it, yeah. I don't care. So I kind of right. like that. I like that a little. Bit. I thought it was good. How about okay? So now you said you weren't wanting Gravity to win no. Best Picture, but do you eight. think it was deserving of Best Directing? Yes. You know, this I, I had a I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine that is also uh, works in the production world and we had that same discussion. On the one hand I do because he did a lot to advance the medium of filmmaking, but he didn't do that by himself. You know, he was essentially coming in and saying, you know, what if we could do this? And he had a team of people. And I understand that a village uh, is what puts every No, I get it. I get it. But we're talking about a singular award that he was given for his direction. Right. And so if, if I boil it down to the actual direction where most of which was a virtual camera and all that stuff, it, it's in a little bit of a gray area to me. I don't have a problem with him winning because I love his movies. It's just harder for me because I think 12 Years a Slave is such an a once in a decade kind of filmic achievement mm. that it's hard for me to say that what he did with gravity was better than what Steve McQueen did. But you know, I'm not gonna, I'm just kind of sure. splitting hairs. I'm not losing sleep yeah. over it. But so if I had yeah. to pick, I would pick Steve McQueen, but that's just I, because that movie is a masterpiece and I gravity still, wasn't to me. <clears throat> I still think though, he pulls out some, some amazing performances from, um, for sure. and uh, from his CGI artists. I agree. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that too. No, from Sandra, Bullock because you've seen Sandra Bullock on a lot of things and I really wasn't sure she was deserving too much of high praise or whatever from the blind oh, side well, yeah the blind side I, I, agree. I mean it was an okay movie I agree but I felt like she was so good in this movie I agree. that yeah. there was something something else there at play and I think Alfonso brought that out I certainly you know agree I mean? with that I can't argue with that at all I think she de- she definitely deserved her nomination yeah There's no, I, no yeah, doubt about totally. it no doubt about yeah. it no doubt so Chris and I, we had an Oscar party and um, we all like pool money or whatever and we all do our predictions and then whoever 
gets the most predictions right wins the pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Chris and I actually tied for first place. So we got both got the pool to split. Good for you. So we definitely, yeah, we definitely, there was no surprises. Like I think yeah. everything pretty much went to what people were expecting and what probably should have been. Like yeah. I don't think there were any upsets. I, or, was, I was disappointed that the act of killing didn't win best documentary. But to be fair, I haven't yeah. seen the, I didn't see the one that did right. win. Um, but I thought it was such feet. a unique uh, documentary that it would, that it was deserving. Uh, I would just prefer the one that won didn't win just so we could have been spared that speech. <laughs> that's a speech. Hey, we forgot yes, all, that's that's right. all of the crazy sauce that's oh, happened. My word. I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. again, I was like, you know, that maybe was you were past your prime. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were all looking around. We're like, it must sound better live. Yeah, it's like 20 no, years from stardom. <laughs> You're like 20 years from stardom, darling. Oh, come on. You know the oh. Bill Murray stood up and gave her a standing ovation, though. He was like, woo. Mm, first of did. all. That's why I say it must have sounded better in the yeah, home. A tip of the, the cap to Bill Murray for sneaking in the Harold Ramis tribute. That was yeah. great. That was awesome. That what was a great, great What a great moment. way. Yeah. He, and I think he felt a little bad about it too because he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't." Know. Don't want to take he, away from your moment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it still was. It, it was it's, It was still apt. I feel like it was. It was. It was good. I agree. Yeah, it was good. I agree. So I was just gonna say, I guess my one of my disappointments. It's and it's a minor one, but Gravity should not have won Best Score because at least three of those other movies had better scores. Mm. Than Gravity did. Yeah. Sound editing, mm. sure. Even though, was there any sound in Gravity? I, I don't know. But uh, score, yeah, that's oh, why it's so awesome. Not. Yeah, I could get behind that train. I think a little bit, Josh. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I'm not passionate about it either way. But yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I, the score didn't necessarily stand out. The thing about the score in Gravity is that they used it in different. In, in a different way, and I think that's why it got recognized because it right. was a part of the sequences, the action, and all that stuff. I guess. And yeah. in fact, it was most of it because, well, I, yeah, I, we'll just we'll we'll go from there. I, I I think they did a pretty good job. I it was. I had forgotten really the the theme of it. I had I hadn't listened to this to, to the soundtrack at all, and listening to it, I understand why they did. It is really it is quite an emotional soundtrack. It's sure. it's pretty great. Josh, what did you think about Kate uh, Blanchett winning for Blue Jasmine and everybody? Yeah. Her speech in particular was also of note, where she yeah. <laughs> she said, "Come on, p- come on, folks, the world is round." You know, a female driven yeah. film can make can actually make money. I thought that was I thought that was funny and poignant. As as well what do you guys think i i don't know i i guess i was almost expecting amy adams or judy dench or you know maybe meryl street because she wins everything mm. um but kate blanchett did give an amazing performance so i'm not i'm not disappointed in any way i'm just i don't know i guess i'm a little a little surprised by it but mm. then not because it really was great it was was a great performance okay well uh let's wrap up with our best picture here i we can't really talk much about it obviously because you guys haven't seen it yet but if 12 years of slave had not won i'm assuming chris and melody you guys would probably have been pulling for gravity which was your top pick of the year and Uh, then uh, it was my most enjoyable film of the year that could have won an oscar yeah definitely Yeah. yeah And Josh, you're probably her, right, all the way. Which, which okay, you got her. I really liked her, but I don't know whether it. I, I was happy that it got a nomination, but I don't know whether it deserves Best Picture or not. I, I don't know. There was there's so much up there this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. This was it was a good year for these kinds of films for for more of the. I love you know. I love the summertime, but I really love the fall when most of the good stuff mm-hmm. comes out. So, what well, was yeah. winter this year, wasn't it? Like, was there anything yeah. in fall? Even? That's that's true. That's very true. There was like a, two weeks there where there were like six movies I wanted to see. I was like, this is yeah. impossible. Stretch this stuff out. But 
I almost could have, if 12 Years a Slave hadn't won, I almost could have gone for even Captain Phillips over Gravity. We did get to see yeah. that one, and it did was you watch an amazing it? Did yes. you watch it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right? Loved it every minute of it. I was yes. so surprised at how, yes. how good that movie was. I told yeah. you. So did John. You yeah. did. So we watched it. Yeah, Thank I, you for that. That was my number two, for sure, behind 12 yeah. Years a Slave. It was, for me, just wonderful. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Cool. It was really well paced. Do you also it, agree that um, Tom Hanks probably should have been nominated for an yes, award? Yes. Yeah. I'm really for surprised something. that he wasn't. I, yeah. You know, the, the 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 way that he kept it together in that film and then at the very, well, I don't yeah. want to break, I don't want to have You're any spoilers. Not, he has for real life, you know, whatever. The last, yeah. the last scene in that movie where he breaks down mm. is just, it was powerful. I, I was, was like, crying. oh, breathtaking. Oh my gosh. Crying. You know what it's I mean? Breathtaking. Like, oh, it was, it was so so good because you're just like, how, what, what do you do after that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like you know, because most of the time, like in quote unquote like fictional ones, you know, that's the hero shot. You're coming out like, mm-hmm. yeah, I stood up to him and blah blah blah. But man, no, he just it was so oh, it was so emotional. It was it was really it was yeah. good. It was that's a good. It's a, a great movie. Good performance. Yeah, it's a great movie. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, we'll wrap up uh, our Oscars. I think overall we are kind of down on the overall. Not not a lot of surprises, uh, but a lot of great films. So maybe 2014 will be even better. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right. Well, that wraps up our show for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out online at ScreenersPodcast.com. If you have any questions or things that you want us to talk about in the show, please feel free to contact us. Either send us an email at ScreenersCast at gmail.com or you can like us on Facebook, Screeners Podcast. And um, definitely send us in any ideas or questions or things that you would like to hear about on the show. We would love to add in some more listener feedback in the very near future. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.